Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast, recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. Jazz, just the way we like it, plays those classic jazz songs from the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I listened to as a young man. And here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a new, younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. I'm here in the studio and connected with Zoom with my co-host, Lawrence Williams. How you doing, Larry? All right. What's up, man? How you be? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, beautiful weather out there today. Springtime. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to try to get out there and go to the park myself after I get off the cast. Yeah, yeah. I was out there for early this morning, man, and the sun uh-huh. felt good. Really good. Yeah. Uh I like those pictures you take of the sunrise and the sunset. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I started getting taking photography, but I can do everything with the iPhone, man. And I do videos with it. I do pictures. You know, uh, I was not an iPhone person, man, an Apple person, but I'm turning into one. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm still I'm still still, uh, Android. Me and my uh, girlfriend, we uh, I tease her about how she's tied to the Apple. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, you're a little an- an- antedated, a little uh, old-fashioned, uh, man. I mean, get, get the, get, take a bite of the apple, brother. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I refuse to, to partake oh, of the apple. One bite, a little dab will do you, man. You won't go back. <laughs> hey, well, folks, thanks for being here on the podcast. And, you know, uh, we always start this the podcast out with a song with a song that addresses the issues of social justice and uh here's an old one yeah i know you know the artist nina simone a piece called brown baby so sit back and enjoy Clear and loud 
brown baby Nina Simone on Brown Baby. 
recorded in 1962. Uh, the song was written by Oscar Brown Jr. How'd you like that one, Larry? Oh, yeah, that's uh, uh, Nina always does a soulful rendition of, even if she's doing somebody else's thing, it's always very soulful. You can, you know, you can feel like, you can feel the her, her feeling in, in the way that she sings. It's just so soulful. Yeah. The words were, were great. I mean, I love yeah. the words uh, to this particular song. And, you know, even though it was done in 1962, some of the s- concerns in which she's singing about is, is still true to some extent today. Uh, but, you know, Oscar Brown Jr., man, he was another genius out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. That did not get much recognition. But any, you're right, anything Nina touched, she turns it into gold. That's Nina Simone. Whoa. Um, I wasn't familiar with this recording, and, and I came across it uh, because it's from an old album of Nina. I think the name uh-huh. of the album is called Nina Sings. Uh, but it's great. Great song, great piece, man. Larry, man, I don't know if you've been following the Democrats in Congress and the uh, the filibuster bills, the two filibuster, uh, not the filibuster, the infrastructure bills. Uh, lots going on. They got the physical infrastructure bill passed through both the Senate and the House for $1 trillion. That's bro- roads, bridges, broadband, uh, all the, the, the concrete st- and structural stuff. That's passed. And they are going back and forth. This is without Republican support. And it was passed in both the House and the Senate. Uh, and then the uh, uh, the Republicans voted against the uh, uh, oh yeah uh, I want, well, all the Republicans voted against it that's that's Biden agenda and then the second bill is the three point five trillion dollar uh, infrastructure human infrastructure that includes so much so much from free community colleges to hearing aids and dental for seniors on Medicare. Uh, that's going to be tougher to pass, universal, I would think. Yeah, universal child care, pre-K, uh, paid family leave. It's just a bunch of big agendas that's been pushed by progressives in the House. Well, it was blocked. They couldn't get the 50 Democrats to support it. They got 48 and two Democrats uh, said, no, we're not signing a board. Um Senator Munchen from uh, West Virginia was a big one. And uh, his piece was that there was a lot in this bill on climate control. And it was a lot of it aimed at coal production and things of this nature. He's from West Virginia, and West Virginia is a major coal-producing state. So they compromised and pulled some things out. And he said it was too much money. Uh, and then the other senator from Arizona, she was concerned about taxing the corporations at a, at a rate that it was taxed at before. She didn't want to go back and do it. And they needed all 50 Democrats. So for the last month, they've been battling back and forth in, you know, in the House and Senate on, on this piece because they're not getting any Republicans in it. Republicans say, no, hell, no, hell we ain't, we're not signing on anything, anything the Democrats do, no matter how much it's needed. Uh, 
So they finally come to a compromise. They pulled some stuff out, and it looks like the bill will be somewhere between $1.5 trillion to $2 trillion, which seems like a lot of money, but it's over a 10-year period. Okay, so okay. So when you start talking about the federal government and the, and the budget, that's, that's not uh, 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 a lot of money. Of course, the Republicans are going to frame it that way. Um, so, but if it goes through, if they're able to reach a compromise, then they will take it to the Senate because they'll pass it in the House. That's not a problem. Go to the Senate, and then they will do a reconciliation in which they don't need any Republican votes. They will do a uh, straight 50 Democratic senator, and then Vice President Harris will break the tide. And then, of course, like the, what, what, what about the filibuster? How does the filibuster affect? They this? can't. This is the, if you go reconciliation, filibuster won't come into play with that. Oh, okay. How often can you use that? Use reconciliation. Yeah, uh, it's debatable. A lot of the procedures in in in. And, and the Congress is debatable. They were like arbitrarily set up. They're not written in the Constitution and none of that kind of stuff. Like the oh, idea, so, okay, of, so then yeah, it's, uh, the idea of the parliamentarian. You know, that's something that they came about through, throughout their uh, the history of the Congress. It's not written in any law. Okay. So that that bill will probably go through. That's a major piece of social legislation. That's the some people say it's going to be the biggest piece. It's bigger than the. Uh, the affordable uh, uh, health care. I, I mean, how much did uh, Munchen play? How much did he get? Did he get everything, or was he able? Well, he he was in a, a strategic position. They couldn't move forward without his support. So, so they they, had, did he got he got everything he wanted. Then. Yeah, he got everything he wanted. He played. Uh, 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 politics, man. Yeah, some people will say dirty politics, but uh, yeah, held up a lot of good things. They're gonna take free community college out of it. They're gonna take a few number of other items so they can reduce this to a uh, two trillion dollar no, budget. Well, why was he against free free community college? He I can see things that happen with a state. He was. It's, it's, not, state. it's not specifically against one thing. It's the it's the total budget. So, oh, okay. So okay. he wasn't he didn't identify. I, I don't like that. I don't. He didn't want to spend that much money. Oh, okay. So he, he's sudden, a, he's a, he's moving towards being a Republican versus being a Democrat. Well, that's you know that's that's not true because the Republicans spent all that money on the, on the tax cut for the rich. So it's oh, not, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like you know one is doing they 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 boost the the the. Uh, the, uh, the 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 deficit under Trump, like whoa, higher than the most other Democratic presidents. So, yeah. So it's, it's it's not so you know those lines are not clearly drawn like that anymore. They're drawn on on party lines. Anyway, so hopefully that will go. That's a major piece of legislation, especially the piece in which we provide free childcare, because. Women are paying astronomical money for childcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, outside of rent, that's for single women. That's their next highest, you know, expense. Mm-hmm. And some women, you know, uh, can't afford it. So if we provide free childcare, which we should provide, uh, and kindergarten, pre-K, uh, people were able to go to work and do other things, go to school, and don't have that headache. Yeah, yeah. 
That sounds good. Yeah, so that's where things are. Uh, and they have to move this Biden budget, brother. They have to do this because that's what they're going to campaign on next year, 2022. And hopefully enough will be done that they won't lose the House or the Senate. And they can begin to turn the economy around, you know, because things are in a phase now, man. Things are shifting, you know. Uh, Republicans Uh, are mad uh, because low-income workers don't want to take those jobs anymore. Yeah, well, one of the things that that, that I keep consistently seeing is that um, the Republicans, they stay together. Democrats don't seem to be able to do that. They don't seem to be able to come up with a uniform idea that everybody can agree on. Um, and that's the reason why that they probably lose the House and the, and the Senate is because they, they're not able to, to, uh, to compromise. And it takes them a long time in order to get things done. Like Donald was pushing things through like crazy. Well, you see, this, the big difference is that Republicans went along with Donald Trump out of fear. Yeah. Okay. So that's not really a democratic process. Uh, the the Democrats was arguing the position back and forth, back and forth, and eventually get to a compromise. And it takes time. Uh, I got your point. I got your point. I see that. Yeah. So you know, hey, it's interesting. We got to keep our eye on the ball because there's also the Voting Rights Act, and we got to yep. get that Voting Rights Act. And the only way the Democrats will get that through Congress is if they kill the filibuster. Because 100% Republicans will not vote for it. So we got we to gotta get that in because they are doing voter suppression all over the country again. We yeah. don't feel it in New York, but these other states, man, they're not going to let. They are determined never to let what happened in Georgia in the senatorial race happen again. Right. You know, wow. It's a lot, man. A lot on the plate, Larry. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I feel sorry for this country if, if they're able to. Uh, um, I mean, the way that they're changing the laws right now, the state laws in terms of voting rights, it's like, forget about it. I, 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 I don't, I, I think at some point this, this country will become a dictatorship of, of some kind, you know. Yeah. Uh, where the Republicans just rule. And that's what I think that they, I don't understand that, you know, as an American, like democracy is not about one party rule. But it's not about democracy. If it was about democracy, the, the Republicans would never get the White House because the majority of the country is Democrats. Yeah, that's true too. It's about all these other, you know, tricks and trade things they got in place, man. This 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 okey doke stuff that prevents people from voting. Yeah. You know, Georgia passed their new voter registration and they uh banded people bringing food on the line that you have to stand on or chairs yeah. to yeah. vote. And they banded the 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 last election, presidential election, they had this church to the poll thing where people go to church you know black folks go to church and then the buses was right outside and took them to the poll to vote yeah they banned that stuff man none of that now that's voter suppression you can call it what you want 
its goal is to suppress votes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's it's blatant stuff they're doing, you know. Uh, and, and, and and have the audacity still disguise it under a democracy. Yeah. Under the yeah. idea that they're they they're they're preventing uh uh people who are not who should not be voting from voting. Yeah. Wow. Well we we, we need to move on, Larry, because I get carried away. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a piece, man. I re- remember this piece, man. This was like for the old uh, beatniks, beboppers folks, man, from the early 60s. Um, piece by Dave Brubeck. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, take five. Mm-hmm. 
Take five, Dave Bubeck group, recorded in 1959 and written by Paul Desmond. Man, that's a jazz classic out, Larry. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That uh, Paul Desmond on the sax, man, was like really cool. And what got me about it was like, you know, like we back then that was like, that was played like just about all the time. Oh yeah, man, that's a classic. Like when we were in high school, like near the end of our high school, uh, it was, you know, I, I remember like going in the village and stuff like that, and I, I don't actually remember seeing him in person, but that's 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 that vibe that he had with that with that uh, uh, with Take Five. Take Five reminded me of, you yeah. know, like the cafes in the village. Oh yeah, man. Uh, record stores used to play that with their speakers outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's always such it's such a smooth song, man. It's just yeah, man. I mean, it's it's just so jazzy. Right? Yeah, I th- that, I think that's one of the songs that introduced a lot of people to jazz. I think so too. I think it really did. Yeah, that it was, was a, a classic, man. He that was a very popular piece, man. Oh my God! It was so popular. Yeah, it was recorded in 1959, man. Uh, let's do a let's listen to a, a Latin jazz interpretation of this take five, uh, a piece done by uh, Tito Puente. Oh wow! Yes, yes.
yeah, oh yeah, Tito Puente and his right. Latin group, right. Latin jazz version of Take Five. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Oh yeah, they had that boy Mario Rivera on sax, Larry. Playing Is that, that, Latin, that was? Okay. Yes, playing that Latin jazz sax. Man, uh-huh. my man was smoking, smoking. Oh yeah, oh yes, that's indeedy. Oh yeah, Tito Puente, man. Uh, they have a whole exhibit, permanent exhibit of his one of his sets of timbales and outfits and other stuff that he donated to uh, the college I used to work at, Hostos Community College in the, in the South Bronx. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. So, you know, he, he donated. Uh, 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 so it's always on display. You know, I, I assume he had a lot of, you know, drums and all that. And that was just one of the places that he yeah, uh, probably. donated. Yeah. But it yeah. was a nice consideration. Yeah, he's, he's got like either a restaurant on, I think on City, or I had a restaurant really. Yeah. On City Island. Oh, yeah. 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 Man. So, I mean, he's very popular in New York City. He was yeah. I don't, probably worldwide. He was yeah. such a great uh, timbales player. I mean, I don't know if that's the proper word, but he plays those timbales. Like, like he was like a madman when he, yeah. if you ever see, Whenever you saw him perform, I know, I know. Wow! Yeah, those sticks were like an an extension of his hand. Yeah, yes, he was so quick with it. It was really great listening to him. Even you know, even at the you know, like the Latin dances that we used to go to. Yeah, while he would be there too. I know, and 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 this is a a, it's a fabulous interpretation because you still know it's the song Take Five. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. Latin, man. You can dance off that, brother. Yeah. <laughs> a little salsa in there, man. That's yeah. all it is. It's a little, yeah. different little flavor. But yeah. both of them are good. Right. Here's, here's another man that uh, donated uh, 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 part of his repertoire to uh, the Schomburg Library. Oh, wow. And this is, uh, uh, you know this cat, man, from, Sonny Rollins, man. This is one of his famous pieces called uh, St. Thomas. Thank you. 
Sonny Rollins, a piece called St. Thomas, recorded in 1967. And that's Sonny Rollins on tenor sax, Max Roach on those drums, Tommy Flanagan on piano, and Doug Watkins on bass. And that's a great little piece, Larry. Yes, it is. Uh, I like the drummer, man. That's Max, Max Roach. always doing his thing, man. It's, I sometimes think about your brother Johnny when he used to play drums, man. He, yeah. he had a he had a tempo like that too. He could play the drums like really good. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, Sonny, I uh, one time I was at uh, uh, what is that uh, J and R on uh, Park Row, and uh, he had a, like a little small concert there in in the store because he was having a new album, and he actually signed my uh, my CD. So oh, cool. I have one uh, CD that's actually signed by him. And uh, uh, I always liked his music. He, I mean, him and him, uh, him and uh, Coltrane, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Were, you know, very good at the time uh, that, that I was, that we were coming up, I think, anyway. Yeah. You, you know, a lot of people have uh, misinformation about Sonny Rollins because he took a year or two off played on the Williamsburg Bridge, and they people saying, oh, he heard John Coltrane, man, and that just blew him away, man, and he just couldn't deal with it. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. Uh, and uh, Sonny Rollins even addressed that, man, that that was, you know, he had, a, uh, he had such quick fame all throughout the world, especially in Europe and, and the States, man, he had the process on how to handle that, on how he wanted to handle that. So he he was a true artist, man. He was a true artist. Yeah, I, I've I've had like older people that to think um, not not think about, but talk about the fact that he used to play up on on the Williamsburg Bridge. I, I I was talking to this guy, maybe he's like in his eighties or something like that, and he yeah he's an old, uh, older white man, and he was like, yeah yeah, Sonny was like up on the Williamsburg Bridge playing, and he related to him, you know, so. Oh, yeah, man. Sonny was a, a New York artist, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I always been a fan of Sonny Rollins, man. He has that, that sort of rough type of a sax that he plays, the way he plays it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very, uh, if I can use the term masculine. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That was uh, St. Thomas, and they held that uh, Caribbean beat to it, just like, Tito Puente and his group held that Latin jazz beat. Yeah, you know, saying you know he held that Caribbean beat in the background, man. You know that was a lot to do with Max Roach, but uh, yeah, else. Max was doing. I mean, Max, I must have had about three or four different drums there um, that he was playing on because yeah. there were all kind of different sounds coming out of those drums, man. Yeah. Here's my lady, man, uh, Sarah Vaughn. Oh, lady, yeah. Man. It's a piece called Embraceable You. And what's so great about this piece, man, she had Clifford Barron playing on trumpet, Herbie Hancock on flute, Roy Hayes on drums. I mean, this, this her group was, was loaded. And this is uh, Sarah Vaughn uh, on a piece called Embraceable You. Mm-hmm. 
my sweet embrace of Mama, do my 
Sarah Vaughn, Embraceable You. What can you say, man? Sarah Vaughn, that's Sarah beautiful, Vaughn. Man, that's so beautiful. Yeah, you know, she's uh she was the queen, man, you know. Yes. Uh, everything she sang, man, was just fabulous. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful rendition. Yeah. That's a George Gershwin song. Uh-huh. I, you know, I didn't realize that. Uh yeah. Uh you got to give Gershwin some credit. The man was talented. Oh, he was very. I mean, and and he, sorry. That's okay. Well, I'm gonna uh, move on to the next song, man. And uh, if you can hear me, Larry, I know, I know you remember this one, man. We used to listen to this all the time. Eddie Harris, listen here. Yeah. 
Eddie Harris and a song called Listen Here from his 1967 album, The Electrifying Eddie Harris. Larry, I know you remember that one, brother. Yeah. Okay, folks, it's about that time. Uh, and uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. And Larry, thank you for being aboard. And for everyone, until the next time, peace and love. There I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. Pretty baby, you are the soul who snaps my control. Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can behave. You give me a smile and then I'm wrapped up in your magic. There's music all around me, crazy music, music that keeps calling me so. Very close to you, turns me your slave. Come and do with me any little thing you want to, anything baby, just let me get next to you. Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you Baby, come here, don't have no fear Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love so tell me why start to think about this weather, my dear. This little dream might fade away. There I go talking out of my head again. Oh, baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together? That would make me strong and breathe. Ooh, when we are one, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh my baby, won't you please let me love you And give me relief from this awful misery
not like before. Don't you understand me? Now, baby, please pull yourself together. Do it soon. My soul's on fire. Come on and take me. I'll be what you make me, my darling, my Out there in that new promised land Maybe there we can find A good place to use a loving state of mind I'm so tired of being without And never knowing what love's about James, well, you can come on in, man And you can blow now if you want to